Pints and Pies podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Danielle and this guy Feel freedom, shine on me. I love you, shine a light through the eyes of the ones left behind. Oh, welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm who has the energy for fucking nicknames, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, wig shop and therapy, Danielle Radford. Uh, yeah, that is a true fucking story. Oh boy, y'all about to get some weird cosplays. Uh, get ready. <laughs> and clinging to the spirit of Christmas for an escape, Lindsay Kelp. It's just, it's just all Christmas all the time now. If anyone needs me, it's Christmas. Yeah. Uh, if you want one eight hundred Christmas, you will be able to get hold of me right away. Just it's Christmas. This is a Christmas account now. <laughs> this is Christmas. Hi, Christmas. Like now, think of Smurfs, no- but just Christmas. Yeah. Everything's Christmas. Sure, everything's Christmas. <laughs> everything's it is a, that word means anything now. Uh. Before we begin, this is very rare. Normally, we just go into wrestling. But what I understand is that Danielle would like to make a statement that she wrote herself. These are her words. Danielle, would you like to go ahead? Yes. Let me first open the document that I wrote. And then I I can start reading the words that I wrote. Yeah. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for me to sit in my mistakes. So I stood in my wrongness until I saw the light. For the past two years, I've maligned America's birthplace, <laughs> its crown jewel, mm-hmm. and recent developments, including the discovery that my own bloodline is rich with brotherly love, mm. have me thinking that maybe I was the one eating the horse shit <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> to the cradle of American civilization, I say humbly and earnestly, I apologize. Oh, that's really sweet. Philadelphia. Oh, there's more. History, there's a lot, apparently. Philadelphia, I uh, I had a lot of words to say this morning. Philadelphia, your history is rich and lays the foundation for our entire country like a slap of cheese whiz on an Amorosa roll? That's right. Wait, it's really pronounced Amorosa? Amoroso. Amoroso Amoroso roll. Okay. Your sports teams are long-suffering and deserve a million championships. Your pretzels are mana. Your your water ice divine. Mm. What is is water ice? Uh, Never mind, because I wrote it. I know what that is. Um, You sparkle with the brilliance of a thousand mummers which is a thing I definitely know mm-hmm. what is. The love flows from me like the vomit of that one Phillies fan who was from New Jersey. And I put that in caps, so it had to have been important. That puked on a kid, holy shit. You just punched fascism in the face like the Eagles fan that punched a police force <laughs> Sorry, after the NFC championship win. Big Dick Nick, also in also in uh, caps. So I yeah. I mean that too. I guess I accept gritty and the Philly fanatic as my wards, and a gray brick of scrapple as my communion. Okay, I, oh, scrapple wow. is dope. I will say interesting. That. I think this is the last of what I wrote in my passion this morning. Yeah. <clears throat> to my new favorite city, my paradise, 
my surprisingly cultured and food-loving utopia, I ask for your patience as I learn your ways, the right amount to hate every other city, how to make it sound like every sentence is just one long slurred word, how to properly mispronounce eggs, water, and attitude. How would one properly mispronounce those? Eggs, water, and attitude. How to properly mispronounce eggs, water, and attitude. Of all of the lessons I have learned, I take this one to heart. Philly will deliver you to the promised land. So keep your smug words about horse crap and Santa Claus out your mouth uh, and put some thanks in there. My heart doesn't have room for that kind of hate unless it's directed at self-expense. That might be true. To summarize, thank you, Hall. <laughs> thank you. Hall and Oates is underrated. And E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Well, Danielle, let me be the first to say that this is surprising, <laughs> but on behalf of the city of Philadelphia, you are forgiven and welcomed with open arms because that is what we do in the city of brotherly <laughs> love. Check out West Philly. They're having a dance party right now in the streets. So safe, socially distanced dance party. You know, it, it was, we, we had to bring the nation together, the nation mm -hmm. of conversation. It was time to begin our national conversational healing. That's right. I thought it was very moving as, as you know, a yeah. new citizen myself. Uh, I thought it was very sure. moving, Daniel. I thought they were beautiful words. I don't know if you've ever written anything Thank more you. beautiful. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I have even things that have been nominated for Emmys. Um, this, you know, uh, Philly has a bell. Yeah. That's America. I heard you got a staircase that's real nice. I got, yeah, oh, people yeah. love running up and yeah, down it, I got right? nothing but good things yeah. to say about it. Beautiful. Right, Julian, you have anything you want to add? Be careful. I mean, our fans in Dallas, uh, where, where else do Philadelphia, where else do they hate Philadelphia? Dallas, Boston. New York. Uh, anywhere else in the NFC Boston East. again. <laughs> I hope you guys were able to sit through that. New York this again. is a uniting time for us, guys. Get over it. It's just, it only happens once a year. <laughs> once every four years, which we can prove that we're happy to have Look. it here. Wow, Danielle, are you gonna take that? From I'm not. Sometimes, sometimes I'm I I am the one who chops how, and sometimes the city of brotherly love chops me. <laughs> they chop you, or did they lift you to higher heights? Uh huh. And help uh help flip Pennsylvania blue. And help the play, and that's really the that's important really what part. This is about. We will did anybody eat horse poop I, I, today. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten very little sleep nope. this week. I've cried almost constantly, including twice before we started recording, before I was even on the call with you guys. Has anybody had a chance to watch any wrestling? I watched some. I did watch SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, I watched NXT. I managed okay. to I managed to hold my shit together, and I full full disclosure had CNN on my phone. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I I watched the YouTube highlights of all of those things. I've spent my week uh, working on a John King impression. That's all I've been doing. I spent my saying. week working on John King. I mean, people. Come on. I would like him to yeah, run some right? stats on me. That's what I would like. I love that yeah. man. Run yeah. some stats on my pussy? Is that Let me try. <laughs> That's what my t-shirt says. You can't see, but that's what my t-shirt says. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> let me try. Let's see if we can talk a little bit about SmackDown. Sure. I'll, I'll try to do it as John King. It's not an exact tone match, but here it is. So let's take a look right now. At SmackDown, what's going on there? Roman Reigns trying to get Jey Uso to join the family, so he makes an offer. That comes out. 
We haven't had the response come in yet. We have to wait until the end of the show. So let's see what happens if he joins. What does that mean for the Samoan dynasty? Maybe they get stronger, but I'm not saying they will. I'm saying right now the trend line shows that Jay might turn. Now let's say we add Daniel Bryan right here in the collar counties. He comes in and says, I think Jay Uso looks great. They have a match. What happens there? We bring in Jay Uso and he gets the win. It's coming in in the Samoans' favor. What happens at the end? He turns and attacks Brian viciously, says, I get it now. What does that mean for Roman Reigns? We're going to take a look. Does that mean game over? We don't know yet. We have to wait. More numbers yet to come in. Following week, SmackDown going to continue. Let's. I'm going to press this and say it over and over again. Could be a win for Roman. Could be a win for Roman. We don't know yet. We're not going to say that's why we're not comfortable making the projection yet. And, that, and we can confirm that is not in. That was not in the script. He did do that live. Magic. He did it. That was, it was magic. <laughs> the collar counties. <laughs> <laughs> if I hear more about the collar counties of Philadelphia, especially Montgomery County, where uh, where I where my family is, and Bucks County, which is just south of where we live, just south of County Line Road, which is the county line between Montgomery Aww. and Bucks. And it's fun watching all of that go blue. I've learned so much about As the Atlanta counties. I feel like it's like learning about the territories. I've just like, could yeah. they yeah. allot a wrestler to each of the Georgia counties that are still in well, play? Well, we have one for Cobb County. Yeah, right? Because there's <laughs> got to be a wrestler for every single county in Georgia. There has to be one. Um, that would have really helped mm-hmm. me out in the first couple of days before I just woke sure. up chanting like Clayton Cobb and just like couldn't get past that. I could not get past that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and also, like, how does Tyler Perry not have a county? He has an exit. Perry County. <laughs> I mean, it could be one. If we it take a look at Perry one. County, there are some studios, things going into production. But what if we have to hold up on that? What if there are rewrites? Let's take a look at scene number two. We're gonna There's no rewrites, John. <laughs> we, we there are no we... rewrites. I'm just kidding. Right now, no, I'm going to you... weirdly write a bunch of letters and numbers on the screen. And let's take a just look. like do Tyler that math. does. But Wolf Blitzer is going to read it incorrectly. And then Phil Mattingly will come in like he's my adopted son and do it exactly the same. Oh, Phil Mattingly is not bad. They're the two best screen workers. I know we all like Kornacki. Uh, he's great. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of working that screen. Does he give you the reassuring John glow screen that Daddy. John King gives you, though? It's like, no, I get I get yeah. that. He's the young, spunky upstart that like sometimes makes it look like maybe he's going to draw a dick on the screen and we're all going to go. <laughs> but like. John King makes me feel like this is probably going to be okay. I strongly, strongly believe that man is the only reason I am not under the bed right now. Uh, g- getting back to the the whole thing of, of Roman Reigns no. and Jey Uso, no. honestly, it was <laughs> really, really good. It was a really good match. Daniel Bryan is the right guy to, to sort of throw under the bus. I like Jey Uso joining the family. It makes sense. Like, that can't go on forever. It has to go one way or another. And I think if it ends with Jey walking away, then... It sort of puts him in limbo, and it also makes Reigns seem less effective as a heel. Because really, that was his whole goal. Like, it doesn't matter if he gets his ass beat as long as Jay bends a knee. Plus, also, who doesn't love a good family faction? Yeah. yeah. And I love a heel Uso. I love a heel Uso. Oh, I love mm-hmm. the heel Uso. Oh, they didn't heels. get hot for nothing. They... Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Look, the Uso Penitentiary, do you, no, no, I was gonna say, do you think good people go to the penitentiary literally all the time? Because oh, <laughs> our, our system's broken. But in the world of WWE, <laughs> that means that you're a bad guy. And that yeah. was when we fell in love with them, was when they had, and Roman's got a, a dog, and a house and a yard yeah, on an know. island. He's now. got property. He's an island also an island. now. It only makes sense that he is going to bring in his uh, cousins who just look, took some time to get super ripped and change the hair up a little bit. And uh, they've all taken the shirts off. So I just think there's something for everybody. I think there's something for everybody, which is really beautiful. Sure. Possibly the only good yeah. thing Mostly about Florida me. right now. And I'm that's cool. That's super cool. <laughs> that's fine. I also want to point out from Raw, I only want to really touch on two things. I don't know if there's anything else anybody wants to put, talk about on SmackDown. I mean, Bianca Belair's on there getting ring time, which is nice. She's great. I don't know if there's much else to say, though, about... No. I mean, she she is. She's amazing, and she's awesome, and I'm glad that she's getting the time. Yeah, yeah. Street Profits enjoying their run as tag champs. They had a really good match against Cesaro and Shinsuke. But it also feels... You know, we're in that holding pattern right now. Yep. Heading into uh, heading into Survivor Series, but on Raw, we we talked about the Samoan family factions sort of coming together. The Hurt business is is kind of on the rise on Raw. Mm. It looks like they're they're gonna have Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin in the tag oh. picture sooner rather than later. They got a win over the New Day, which is that's if you want to build them up, just like they did with Revival initially, until they took turns being out for for six months at a time. How this is- idea of like p- beating the New Day is a huge deal. It's so fucking black. I love it so <laughs> much. It's so fucking black. And it's just, it's every kind of black. It's like fun, goofy black. And then like I'm wearing a suit. I just, it's so black. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I've seen yeah, the, right. the election numbers. So apparently black women are the only people that are allowed to make choices for us now. So well, go, tell we me, Danielle. Tell all of us, Danielle. I know. I say now. I Please. say now. <laughs> <laughs> now it's been on a now it's been on an infographic on the New York Times. So people are like, oh, let me stroke my chin and take in this brand new information to me. Uh, so perhaps they should just give you the book for all, all brands. I don't know. Maybe that should be evidence enough. Um, but, I think it'd be too it'd be too fucky. You got to find a better black one. You know, Latoya's got Latoya's got to well, take it Well, maybe they over. can keep the I'm world's too most fucky for that. Uh, disgusting storyline and keep the uh, Buddy Murphy Mysterio family storyline. Uh, keep that. Let, let them keep Walk that. Me through this. Then it's the what, most disgusting what? one. They did kissing, um, and it's gross. That's all I need to know. Really, yeah. they did kissing, and it's gross. Uh, Ray Mysterio's daughter, I guess, is making out with Buddy Murphy, which just and she's what 17 she's young she's young enough for it to be deeply she's 19, she's 19 but that's still she's 19 young enough for this to be like because uh, he's not 19 um no, and he's 32 i, I think. don't like it and you know let's not forget i know he and alexa bliss aren't together anymore but he is still a co-parent to larry steve uh and i don't want larry yes. steve the pig seeing this stuff on tv and then have i mean he's already got to understand why mommy Art. is now sub holly quinn weird dolly friend to the fiend i mean the fiend is a lot for larry mm-hmm. steve to take in but i feel like they're probably friends yeah. Because I think the fiend is probably quite kind to animals. Like, call me dad. Yeah, he's yeah. like. It reminds I don't want you to he's call Uncle me fiend. fiend. He's Uncle dad. fiend. Like he's cool. <laughs> mm, Uncle fiend comes way. over. But yeah. I just think it's a lot for Larry Steve to take in to have to like see that on TV and say like, "Hey, mommy, why is daddy <laughs> kissing that lady?" And she's like, "Well, you know, mommy and daddy 
don't live together anymore and it doesn't mean they love you any less and sometimes you might see daddy kissing other ladies uh but sometimes you might see him kissing children on the television um yeah it reminds me kiss mysterio (laughs) that like a snl sketch your second wife where it's like oh here's here's where you meet your second wife it's a great sketch it's like tina fey it's great watch it oh the game show it's, yeah. yeah, it's it's supposed to be a game show. So just imagine, like, they're like, oh, meet your second wife. And then however many years, like, Rey Mysterio walks in, and it's like, no, like, it's going to be my daughter. <laughs> I, d- I didn't like it. Like, didn't um, care for I it. I don't like it. Uh, um, you, you, I also I just don't know. think she needs it. Why can't she just wrestle? No, as, long, I know. as long as we're talking about Larry Steve and Alexa Bliss and, and The Fiend, I love the – I really – I'm enjoying what the raw title scene looks like right now with Randy mm. Orton having the title, Drew McIntyre still hot on his tail, like attacking him every turn. Miz is there looking to cash in, so he's in the mix. And then it feels like the fiend is the next opponent because he burned down the House of Horrors. I know. Good. Like, like, look at him yeah. doing callbacks. Look at him asking us to remember storylines yeah. from time ago. And I'm like, well, thank you. My right? brain <sighs> does retain that knowledge, and I am happy to use oh, it. <laughs> thank you for that, WWE. I appreciate your faith in me. Where are we at on the Randall board? Because I don't think I've updated it since we had yeah, RJ on. I think he's We're okay. still going. Yeah. He, the fact, well, I'm not. Look, I'm not. I'm never taking it look, down. If Randall we, we made it through game. a full election without publicly That's... fucking up. That's a big deal. That's a really good point. That's a big deal. Uh, I mean, you know, we we can't know who we voted for. That's not information that's available to us. Oh, I think we can. <laughs> well, I mean, and we can instinctively know. Uh, and we can look at the stats in the county in which Randall lives. And we can talk about his wife posting QAnon theories. But, I mean, I think Randall's currently still on the board i think he's still on the board wild he is still on the board so hard for me to concentrate on watching the lead grow in pennsylvania right now oh don't don't because that's been my whole life <laughs> i can't I know, watch I'm... or do or concentrate we tried it. to watch aliens last night yet. and i'm like are you fucking kidding me this this yeah. stuff happening all the time there's aliens popping up there's Duke kids running orbit. around there's like people blowing themselves out with grenades oh, i have to keep checking georgia like it can't be done anyway <laughs> Then, then when it's when they declare a victory for Biden, you can go game over, man, game over. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna come here and they're gonna. I'm gonna. I, I enjoyed eat this too. <laughs> eat this, uh, and then we're just gonna superimpose someone else's <laughs> face on the alien. Uh, oh, Joe Biden's gonna deliver a prime time address. If you're listening to this on Saturday, what locks for you? But this is real time news for us, and I'm excited yeah. about that. <laughs> I desperately need all of you to understand that we are recording this on Friday in the morning. I need you to understand (laughs) the the context for why it's very hard for, I mean, look, it's hard for us to talk about wrestling on any day on a wrestling (laughs) podcast, but like why it's so desperately hard this morning. Me and Hal, Hal tweeted something and like we've, we've been up talking since like 5.30 this morning. Yep. Accurate. Oh, <laughs> like, well, also, do, do you guys? I don't think Lindsay was there yet, but do you guys remember 2016, four years ago, when we actually had to record the show the day after yes, the I election? Yes, I fucking knew. Ouchies. Like that was like, how the hell did we even I get think through that? Was that? A, and we were a brand new show, and I think that was the first time I went on a little rant. I think that was my. <laughs> I think we were maybe a dozen episodes in at that point. That was, that was the first time Danielle Danielle yelled. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I have turned <laughs> innocent. 
let's take a brief bite of the Santa's yum nut that is NXT. <laughs> I'm so Lindsay. pleased that the Santa's yum nut has become a global sensation. Thank you, Marks and Spencers. Yeah. You knew we needed that yesterday. They knew. They yeah. knew, and Who they gave that gift Santa's to us. Santa's yum nut? Yum, 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 yum. It's just, I've never had a I'll yum bet, nut. I've, I've been out of the country it. too long, but I am delighted by it. Delighted. Yeah. You guys have never had a Colin the Caterpillar cake. All of our British listeners right now are like literally falling down dead because Colin the Caterpillar is every British person's birthright. And it breaks my heart is that, that you like haven't had one. Is it a cookie puss? Is it a cookie puss? No, I bet it's like cookie. Puss. It's just it's yeah, it it's like it's puss. it's great fudgy though. The whale. It's cookie opus. It, it's it's a fudgy cookie <laughs> puss caterpillar. Let's call him that. It's actually just like a chocolate roll. It's like face. a chocolate roulade covered in like okay. a fudgy ice cream with a white mm. chocolate face and little chocolate legs covered in mm. uh, Smarties, like English Smarties. Fudgy the poop. Yeah. yeah, it's like a giant poop cake made to look like a caterpillar, mm. and it is delicious. How how. If you it. don't want me to talk about poop on this podcast, you got to stop doing tempting things in a Philly shirt. I'm trying very hard to respect our city of brotherly love. And you keep tempting poor Julian. He's like, are you guys ever going to talk about wrestling? No, it's not our No, we're not. It's, well, not, it's not the thing with us that, Julian. Let's all just accept that now. <laughs> this is 2020. It's so long since talking about wrestling is the thing we've been best at. So like, I say we embrace the madness. Like, let's Let's try. Okay, but like today of all days, Christmas Day? No. Yeah. Like it's a gaslight episode. Like that's what this is. This is a gaslight episode. Yeah. Hey, uh, Julian, did you did you watch AEW? No, I honestly forgot wrestling was on on Wednesday. I didn't Fair even enough. realize what day it was. <laughs> I was gonna check in with the women's division and not make Lindsay do it because she didn't watch it. I, I mean, I know sure what happened. One match or zero matches. Because a lot of people match, right? tweeted at me to let me know. Were there two matches? Uh, I, no, I believe it was just the Nyla Rose uh, Velvet uh, Red Velvet. Am I getting that wrong? No, Velvet. Oh God, I've forgotten her name, and I'm a terrible person. Velvet McIntyre came out of retirement. <laughs> no, because she's good. Bless her. She's new and she's good. Uh, there was like a mini teeny squash match to set up uh, the title match between Sheeta and Nyla Rose. And if I'm incorrect, please do uh, uh, correct me. But like, I won't care. But like, do because I should be accurate because this is j- journalism in inverted commas. Journalism. Uh, so let me know. But also, her, her name is Red Velvet. Red Velvet. So it is Red Velvet. I was right. Yay. Uh, yeah, um, Red Velvet, yeah. I, see, I always get her mixed up with those a K-pop team. I have to stop being. I have to stop taking us off track. Please. Go. No, but I always want to say Velvet Sky, and then I'm like, no, that's not right. But I said Red Velvet, and then I was like, it's not Red Velvet, and it is Red Velvet because again journalism um but yeah a bunch of people tweeted at me going lol it was like three minutes and ridiculous talk about that um and i appreciate that support for this segment i've had so much support for this segment which worries me mostly for aw because um, uh, you're because you're right it's because it's because right. we're that's right and, and that's sad um but the, yeah i'd like to update you on that segment in that nothing has changed at aw Ta-da! hey we did it you know what? You did it sounding the clearest your sinuses have ever sound. That's a weird sound for everyone else, yeah. I know. But like, holy shit, you guys, my nose works now. So exciting. <laughs> you, have, you have air. If you have anything to say about that sniff, you know where to go. Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back, we're going to talk about wrestling comfort food. That's up next on Tights and Facts. The Beef and Dairy Network is a multi-award-winning comedy podcast here on Maximum Fun, and I would recommend you listen to it. But don't just take it from me. 
What do the listeners have to say? I would rather stick a corkscrew inside my ear, twist it around and pull out my ear canal like a cork than listen to your stupid podcast ever again. Please stop contacting me. Hell would freeze over before I recommended this podcast, The Beef and Dairy Network, to anyone. Not in a million years. Actually, scratch that. Um, Make it a billion years. No, how long's infinity? That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, available at MaximumFun.org and at all good and some bad podcast platforms. Disgusting. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. <laughs> I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by... Who cares? And... This guy. <laughs> This week, we're going to give one quarter of wrestling some extra attention, but we're not really. This is our main event. <laughs> Let's get ready to rock. Whoa! Holy shit! This has been the longest week of the longest year, and you know what? You know what? Do you know what? I think we all need to be reminded of a time when wrestling was really, truly a way to escape the madness. I mean, sure. <laughs> what is your... Is there anything like wrestling wise that is comfort food for you during a time like this where you can go back and watch it and it and it at least distracts you, whether it takes you back to a happier time or just you get lost in it? Danielle? Um the first thing I did when I got the network was actually watch the run up to China's Intercontinental week with, with Jeff whatever. Jarrett, the good with housekeeping match. Yeah, the housekeeping match. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. The referees inform me that Jeff Jarrett cannot use the Intercontinental Championship to win a match. It is not a household item. Therefore, this match must continue. It's an item around Jeff Jarrett's household. Well, the ruling is it's, not a, it to sleep. it's not a household item. It's not, the ruling was. I've seen it in his house. You get in here right now. I would say that for me is huge. Like just going back and watching um, her run up. And then go and a lot of her stuff with Jericho was really great. So those are things I always go back and watch when I'm rewatching yeah. the network. Co-champions. Um, those are co-champions. Come on, co-champions was fun. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the uh, Daniel Bryan's run-up. Um, going back and watching those old school. There was a moment, and it was palpable if you were a woman wrestling fan, and you kind of had to explain it to dudes because they didn't get it yet. Um, and it happened like in 2014. Um, I remember because it was when I like just moved to LA and I was living with roommates who were also Marks, great dudes, but like they were, you know, the women's matches were AEW matches where they were like three minutes long and they were super fucking whatever, even though people were talented. And I was trying to explain to them like, no, like on NXT, there's really good women's wrestling happening right now. Like you should really be watching this. And they were like, yeah. Sounds, sounds fishy and so then you watch the evolution of when it starts you start to see that go and the fans start demanding it because we finally got this thing we wanted on this other um on this other show and when the fans started demanding it then it, we started seeing it more on the other show it, you can believe that version or you can believe the version where stephanie mcmahon discovered women who knows um, who knows but yeah so uh those i would think like those are my biggest ones is i like to go back and watch those four horsewomen matches a lot on nxt um of course like sasha bailey brooklyn and all that stuff but also go back and watch like becky sasha it was great any of the best friend stuff still holds up um there's a lot of really good stuff that's happening in there and i mean luckily nxt has never had 
Like they, they, they have not had a problem with having good stuff like currently. So it's not like you have to go back because you're making up for like a, a dearth of good things happening right now. But those are things that like, it's ice cream, man. I'm just, I'm just like, give me best friends. Give me ice creams. Give me Summer Rae. Um, and also Toad Steve's. I'll just go back and watch random episodes and clips from Toad Steve's. Sure. What about you, Lindsay? Also Tote Steve's, because um, it's just like reassuring. Um, when I first got the network, I I went back and watched the stuff that I remembered from being little, like the first things I remembered, the first major events I remembered, because we didn't have, um, it was on Sky TV, it was on satellite TV in the UK when I was little, when wrestling first came over in the, ninth, the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and so we would have to wait and get things like the pay-per-views out on VHS from the video store. Clearview Video, big, pull one out, not there anymore. It's an off-license now called Rhythm and Booze, or at least it was. It might not be anymore. I don't know. Uh, but Clearview Video <laughs> was like our home, and we would always just run over to the wrestling section, and we would take out SummerSlam 91 and SummerSlam 92 all of the time just all of the time and for so long that was just wrestling to me like that's what i thought wrestling was and i would just watch them for so long and then when we started getting the weekly program and my grandmother did have satellite and she would tape it for us every week and we would watch it after school on mondays and it was like the greatest thing um but yeah i will routinely go back and watch SummerSlam 91 and 92 if i really need like a hug um, even though it's super weird because you're like, I don't remember some of this stuff because I was a child. Um, so that's confusing to me. Uh, like, I, that's the first <laughs> place, I've talked about this before, the first place I ever saw a semi. Mr. Perfect, why have you got a chub on? You just lost your belt. Um, and then my brother was like, don't look likes, at it. He don't likes look humiliation. At it. Yeah, I was like 11 and my brother was 16 and he's like, stop looking at the screen. I'm like, but why, I, why is it there's a bulge? I'm so confused. That was fun. That's when I taught myself to play like Mr. Perfect theme on my little teeny tiny Yamaha keyboard. Um, I was, I, I knew what it was. I didn't know what it was, but I knew what it was. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to learn his music because uh, that's the way to a guy's heart that actually set me up for a lot of problems later in life um, and I'm like, maybe if I do all the things this guy likes he'll let me see that again um, so that was a lesson history will be made tonight excellence of execution versus the greatest intercontinental champion of all time this is the moment I've been waiting for as I've thought and crawled my way to the top the next World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion right here. And then also, uh, I shared this with you guys earlier this summer when I went through my teenage diaries. I wrote a very brief summary of Survivor Series 94 in the front page of my diary for some reason. Um, so I went back and watched that this summer and was like, huh, I was incensed about weird stuff. Uh, I was incensed about the, um, the, the brief periods between uh, eliminations. I was like, he was eliminated in four seconds? Like 13 year old Lindsay was furious, furious. Uh, 14, 14 I think. Um, so I've been back and watched Survivor Series 94. Um, and then the other thing that I did rewatch a couple of episodes last week when I was sort of in, in bed all day for a week and stressed about the election and all that stuff. You know what I went back and watched? I watched NXT Breaking Ground. And it's so interesting to watch it again now. And I watched it when it came out. 
um, I, it was out in 95 and I watched it and thought it was fascinating. It was a reality show set in the performance center for people who haven't watched it. It's on the network. Uh, the people that are on there, it's really interesting. Baron Corbin is on there just being super frustrated <laughs> and being like, why am I not the biggest mm-hmm. thing in wrestling? It's dumb. And then his girlfriend's like, it's going to be okay. And he's like, shut up. Um, it's the funniest thing in the world. I know, and like <laughs> Aaliyah is there and like Aaliyah's brand new and she's like the youngest trainee they've ever brought in. And it's sort of like they're relaunch of NXT they're relaunching the idea of the performance center with the show because it's like they've just fired Bill DeMott and they brought in um I want to say Tensai that's not his name Matt Bloom uh and <laughs> <laughs> they brought in half of the Funkadelics um Prince Albert yeah they brought in Prince Albert and they brought in Sarah D'Amato so like it was when they were revitalizing the performance center and they wanted you to know that yeah uh Bailey and Carmella's like real life friendship is like a big part of the show uh the people that won Tyler tough Breeze enough takes in a stray dog Tyler Breeze and if you don't follow Tyler Breeze's uh, pet account on Instagram for his two dogs and his cat, you're failed. You're failed at life, friends. Uh, and you know what? The main thing I want to recommend for my wrestling comfort food, good wrestlers on Instagram. Good wrestlers, not the bad wrestlers, not the ones that make you look at their feed and say, why are they out without, without masks on? What are they doing? I want you to go and watch Fandango build a house. Uh, I want you to go see Tyler Breeze's two dogs and a cat, Tigger, Kanga, and Roo, which even their names, it's so wholesome. It's so wholesome. Um, I want you to go look at those people doing good things and, like, take anyone makes you mad, if any wrestlers are on your feed and they piss you off, unfollow. You don't have to follow them. Ugh. Unfollow them. I had to unfollow Charlotte. Because I love Charlotte, but she kept posting being out and about and maskless and in restaurants and with people. So I had to unfollow her. And my life has been better since. Like, I'm sad that I don't see her love. I want to see her love. But I also want to see her being COVID safe. So um, wholesome wrestlers on Instagram, breaking ground and childhood pay-per-views. That's that's my happy place. I like it. I love it. I think for me, I go back to stuff I watched when I was a kid. So on the network, it would be like old Tuesday Night Titans, where they had the the fake talk show with Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon, <laughs> Alfred Hayes, all that stuff. And uh, of course, Savage Steamboat at WrestleMania three, my favorite match of all time. And I I really like uh, one that's recent is uh, this past year's men's royal rumble i thought was so good mm. and such a great piece of storytelling top to bottom that that i really enjoy that i'll i'll, I'll sort of pick off different royal rumbles that i enjoy over the years i like the 2001 rumble a lot kind of top to bottom as a pay-per-view is really good even though even though it does have chris benoit stuff in it and the the video packages for wrestlemania 2000 are a happy place for me just all the time always a happy place because they're so well that's like they're they have a great production team they put together great video packages they always have no matter how bad the product may be at any given time that is something they've always done extremely well and it it just feels like the work that they did for that specific pay-per-view for me is the height of of their hype packages and how good they were at putting them together who will survive the first ever fatal four-way elimination match at WrestleMania? The game! The Rock! The Big Show is out! It's Foley! And Foley's dream has come 
those are the kind of things I look for. And then outside of wrestling, I'll, I'll watch uh, on Amazon Prime video. You can watch old episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and I'll just put on a collection from when I was a child or right before then and just let it play, and then I will go to sleep listening to that. I told you about my name, right? Do you know this? So my sister, um, my parents, like her parents, my parents, they couldn't figure out like um, what they wanted her name to be. Well, her, my, our shared mom and then her dad. And so then when uh, they had me, they were like, well, what should we name your brother? Because I thought I was going to be a boy. And she was watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood at the time. And Daniel Cat was on. And she said, well, let's name him Daniel. And then I came out and the ultrasound, I, I don't know what I was doing with my hands, but the ultrasound. <laughs> you were well, fucking around. Yeah. Trust you, fucking around, even in the womb. You were being even a brat. Yeah, like, you were like, being yeah. a brat in <laughs> utero. You were like, I'll fucking yeah. show them. Let's see what they're in for. <laughs> I mean, look, we've met me. Um, oh, I, and I, I was a mega, oh no, the emergency C-section. Oh, I was a brat. Um and so, uh, so yeah, so when I was born and I wound up being uh, a, a cis lady, uh, it, it, Daniel became Danielle. And so I am Aww. named after Daniel Cat. And then mom Daniel didn't Tiger. want- Daniel Tiger. Tiger. Daniel Tiger. But mom didn't want to admit it. So she was like, oh, you're named after your cousin Daniela. And it's like- Why? No, I'm not. <laughs> Everyone, no. I'm not like it's I, I know that you guys want to put together this family connection, but like, no, like I'm named after like I'm named after Daniel Tiger. How cool is that? <laughs> Your That's name is Danielle, cooler. Lady Aberlane. Later, Lady Aberlane, Latigre Radford. <laughs> put that in next time you try to hack my accounts. Radford dash McFeely. <laughs> yes. Look, dig into the things that make you feel practice self-care now more than ever. Like we're in a, we're in a year where there's already a high level of stress and, and everybody feels weird and self-care is super important. But now we're in this week where everything feels uncertain and the person who should be uh, keeping us calm is inciting more stress among everybody. So it's on you to manage your own stress levels, watch the things that are comfort food for you, and hey, give us your recommendations of the things you watch to help you stay calm and 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 take a break from things. You can do that on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights. Hi. Are you someone who thinks that when one door closes, another one opens? Someone who always sees the light at the end of the tunnel. If you answered yes to one or both of these questions, good for you. We are not those people. Nope. I'm Annabelle Gerwich, and I'm a, you know that other door opening? It probably leads to a broom closet kind of person. And I'm Laura House. When I see a light at the end of a tunnel, I assume it's a train headed right toward me. Laura and I have created a brand new podcast for people like us. It's called Tiny Victories. We're sharing personal tiny victories or things we've read or seen that inspire resilience. So if you're looking for a tiny reason to get out of bed each week, subscribe to Tiny Victories. Available on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get tiny. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined today by Danielle Radford and John King. (laughs) (laughs) We always end our show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. You know what you're about to get. This is the three count. (laughs) 
Danielle, what would you like to put over? Okay, I am putting over this commercial that I have been seeing for these new AEW figures because I oh, think God. it is the fu- I'm sorry, it's the funniest oh, fucking geez. thing. So the commercial is all like robot chicken style where it's like stop motion animation, which that's great. That's amazing. Um, but the thing I love the most about it is, is um, are Cody and Brandy okay? Why do they need us to know they're in love? <laughs> uh, because half the commercial, it'll be like body slam, you know, you know choke slam, super yeah. kick, a married couple holding hands. And it's like, why do I need to see that these action figures are fucky? It's weird to me. <laughs> it's fine. But it's definitely, um, it's like, uh, uh, again, uh, you know, uh, punch, slap, kick. The calm embrace of a man who loves the woman he's been with for a decade. <laughs> Soft <laughs> jazz and finger banging. You think? Do you think Soft- that like Ali had to go back to being the bunny for absolutely no reason and with no storyline rationale whatsoever, just because Brandy needed to accompany Cody on the set of the Go Big Show every fucking single day because she just she just had to go because <laughs> she just had to be there. Because I'm like, I'm so confused. You know when your friends start posting on Facebook a lot about how much they love each other and how much they appreciate each other and how they can't imagine another day and then six months later you get a text? Oh, I do. You know? Like, Uh, doesn't it feel a bit like Uh, Hey, maybe don't read me uh, on the gas leak show, Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Body slams, headbutts, back rubs. (laughs) Check out AEW's odd figures. Nobody's torso looks like that. (laughs) Lindsay, what are you putting over? Oh, respectful relationships and polite affirmations. No, um, I am putting over, you know, I'm putting over um, just broadly NXT for the last couple of weeks because it's pretty much the only thing I've been able to concentrate on and like watch while I have not been feeling well. I did start watching AEW last week when I was fresh out of surgery and several of our listeners tweeted at me and told me to turn it off because it wasn't good for me. So I should thank those people for taking a look. They were like, is this a good idea? Aren't you supposed to stay calm? I'm like, yes, I'll turn it off. Thank you. Um, But I have really enjoyed NXT. I really enjoyed Halloween Havoc. Uh, I really love where they're going with all the storylines. I'm excited about all the women's storylines. I'm excited Tony Storm is back. I'm excited Ember Moon is back. Mm. I am like, when I first saw the massive influx of talent, I'm like, oh my God, what's this going to mean for everyone? And then I was like, wait, no, this is a show that respects its entire female roster. And they've all been given time. We're seeing a Shotzi Candice storyline. We're seeing a Tony coming through storyline. We're still seeing Io Rhea, like... Oh my god, also Io Shirai got a cat, a cat came to her house, also much like a cat came to Hikaru Shida's house, and I, we love that, we love that for her, just doing its best by its best people. Also, Lindsay doesn't know if Pete Dunn is hot or not. I Like, he is, right? But he's not, because like, I know, like, if he you is, do the math, right? he's not, like, if you take all the individual parts, mm. you're like, that's not an attractive man, but then you put all the parts together... And like the mm. orange tan and the dicky teeth and the weird scowl and the terrible unconditioned hair and the very, very tight trousers. I mean, he has a child, so he doesn't need to worry about that. But they're very tight. That's what I'd like to put over Pete Dunn being greater <laughs> than the sum of his parts. That's what I'm putting over this week. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, here's what I'm going to share.
I okay. tried to get low, that but I'm in a sound chair. heard uh, is the scene in Philadelphia right now, just a few hours ago, where citizens were collecting with their masks on to celebrate the counting of the vote and the results from it. I'm going to go over my hometown because uh, I get to today. Today I get to do that, and I'm going to do it. The hometown of Drew Gulak. You want it to be wrestling related? Drew Gulak <laughs> and Raven come from there. How's that? No one asked for Now that. it's Philadelphia, but also wrestling. Uh, that is what I'm putting over today. And apparently, Julian is writing himself into the script. He put himself <laughs> back in the narrative. <laughs> Julian, what do you want to? What do you want to put over? And then, I and then Hamilton. I gotta, I gotta go work. This is gonna be really short. Uh, so I, I, I Better really be. love this thing from. Uh, from a person who I was formerly erroneously referring to as Mustafa Ali, but I'm really glad that he took the time to correct both uh, Charlie and myself. So this is now how you should properly pronounce his name and just take note. Charlie, do me a quick favor. Say my name one more time for me. Mustafa Ali. Mustafa. Mustafa. Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. R-Truth, say my name for me. Mustafa. My man. Mustafa Ali. You say my name, please put some respect on it. It is Mustafa Ali, the leader of retribution. Mustafa Ali. I'm doing fine, thank you, Dan. I love you, Mustafa Ali. She still can't say it <laughs> right, you, and it Mustafa makes me Ali. very Damn. angry. It's not hard. The man said it to you like 17 times. Stop overpronouncing it. That A. Say it with your chest. Mustafa. Yeah. Mustafa. With your it's not chest. Difficult. I love it. What a man. That does it for this episode of Titans of Fights. This week, your hosts were Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin, who, uh, just follow me on Twitter, at Hal Lublin. You'll see a lot of Philadelphia gifts today. I fired off probably about 20 in a row of notable Philadelphians and moments in Philadelphia history. Enjoy that. Danielle? Um, you know, uh, yeah, find me on Twitter. Uh, look for me at the places that you you find me. Um, watch honest trailers. I well, I write those. Uh, I I just finished a draft of one. Um, I write a bunch of them. So find me there. Find me on Twitter. Um, I don't know, man. What else am I? I? I'm doing a lot. Oh, I have like an. I think I have a TTP RPG coming up in a couple of weeks. When I have more info about where all of that is, it's going to be with Saving Throw. It's going to be really fun. Riley Silverman is going to be our DM. Um, it's very exciting. It's set in ancient Greek times. And basically it's just like me having an excuse to have a game again, cause I miss having a game. And then you guys all get to watch me be very, very stupid and with a sword. And I think my titties are gonna be out, but I'm gonna try to control it, but it's just the costume. I know, but it's just the costume. So it's like, I'm gonna try to control it and, and be like a good person. But yeah, um, oh, and I'm writing books. So I'll let you know when those come out. Lindsay, what's going on? Speaking of books, uh, the UK is back in lockdown, uh, which you may know or not know if you're not in the UK, cause like there's been some stuff going down this week. I don't know, it's been kind of busy. But the UK is back in lockdown, which I know is really hard for people who came out to go back in is very difficult. Like, you know, we never came out. So it's like, hi, nice to see you again. Um, but I know that's really tough. And one place where it is particularly tough is going to be independent bookshops and high street bookshops mm. because everyone just bought in all their Christmas stock. Bookshops do such a massive, massive percentage of their annual business in November and December. Like a tremendous amount of books are sold in November and December. And those bookshops have bought that stock. They have that now and they need to sell it. And everyone's instinct is going to be to turn to online retailers such as Amazon, to do all their Christmas shopping 
because it's the easiest thing. If you do that this year, those bookshops will not be here next year. The independent bookshops on the high street need you so bad. They really need you to buy those books that they have ordered. I would love for you to go to bookstore.org. It is a website that um, unites all the independent bookshops uh, and it, it, it basically it's like Amazon but for independent bookshops. So there is a UK version and a US. You just go to bookstore.org and it will click the country that you want to shop from. Uh, and it will order you your book from an independent bookstore, which is amazing. Uh, and then also a bunch of authors in the UK have gotten together, thanks to incredible author Holly Bourne, uh, to start an initiative saying sign for our bookshops. Uh, and I will be announcing that on my Twitter hopefully over the weekend, possibly early next week. So I'm going to partner up with an independent bookstore in the UK where you can buy one of my books and I will send you a personalized signed book plate. So you can get a personalized signed book if you just buy the book at the regular cost from that indie. Um, and a lot of authors are doing that. So check out Twitter and social media to see which of your favorite authors are offering that. But yeah, please, please, please. It's, it's so hard. They've got through one lockdown to get through a second one when it's the month when they're going to make the most sales of the year. It's going to be so hard. So please support independent retail, not just bookstores across the board, but bookstores.org. It's going to make this real easy for you. And thank you. All I right. didn't know about that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Our producer, Julian Burrell, is inline skating away from the pain. Senior producer of Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. Hey, join the Discord while you're at it. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. And thank you so much to the MaxFun members who make this show possible. They're recurring monthly contribution. And hey, buy our t-shirts. It's the holidays. Buy it for yourself or buy it for another fan that you know of. Do a t-shirt exchange with one another in the Facebook group. Just buy the shirt. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. And I didn't talk about fucking once. (laughs) (laughs) That's my comfort food now. (laughs) (laughs) Julian. Julian. (laughs) Sir. We finally brought him down to our level, you guys. (laughs) Did it. Mark this day. Johnny Depp got fired from Fantastic Beasts and we finally brought Julian down to our level. What a fucking day. God, it's a whole new world. (laughs) Don't make me sing it. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported